Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. This is your host, Megan Chapa, and I am pleased to have you listening to the program today. And before I introduce my guests, I just wanted to ask you that if you are online or if you are listening, well, really whatever player you're listening to, if you would subscribe and write a review for the podcast, that is how the bean counters um, know that they should be suggesting this content to other listeners. So uh, thank you in advance. I appreciate it. And now... I would like to get to the best part of the program, my guest, Joni Wu. Welcome back to the program. Thanks so much, Megan, for having me. I'm excited to be back here. Yeah, wonderful. Um, you've been on the podcast before talking about luxury travel for young professionals. Would you take a moment to introduce yourself to people who have not heard that episode? Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Joni Wu. I'm an independent luxury travel advisor for Lux Travel based in Orange County, California. I've been doing this for about eight years and it is my passion, my business, and I just absolutely love uh, travel and helping people get to wonderful places all over the world. Joni, would you introduce today's topic? Yes, um, I'm so excited to talk to you guys about Colombia. It is the last place that I went um, before Everything happened. I actually got back March 4th and was self-quarantining the week after. Oh, my goodness. I know. Um, Real fresh, um, but it was a place that really blew me away, and um, I'm just really looking forward to talking about it and hopefully getting some people out there um, once everything is safe and, you know, settled and um, I think I think they're going to be really ready for that, and it will definitely be helping out the country and the guides and you know hoteliers that I met that were just so wonderful. Um, so you know, hoping that we can make that happen. Okay, great. All right, so let's get some basics covered quickly for Colombia. Um, what kind of language skills does someone need in order to be successful traveling there? Well, it is a Spanish-speaking country, so um, going there is going to be similar to traveling to most non-English speaking places. Uh, Most working in tourism do speak English. um, So you won't have issues there, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, it is not, English is not their first language. So um, there may be some, you know, lots of translations, but overall easy to navigate and they are very, you know, accustomed and familiar to having English speaking visitors. Hey, this is uh, this is kind of a good plug though for language learning right now because my children are both doing and my husband is brushing up on his Spanish, and so you could be brushing up on your high school skills that may have atrophied that you could put into use once this whole thing is done. So hey, good motivation. All right, definitely. What are, I go ahead. Spanish in, in high school too, and I did, you know, and I do a lot of like travel in, in, in Latin countries, Mexico and Costa Rica and stuff. And every time I go and in Colombia too, it's like, I come back and I learn all these like things that I had forgotten. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay. So what about currency and money? Uh, what, what does that look like for traveling here? Do you need cash? Do you need cards? What did you do? Cards are widely accepted, um, you know, especially in tourist places, but you'll definitely want to have cash on hand, things like souvenirs, snacks, like small vendors that generally don't um, have the capacity to run cards, um, smaller purchases. It, the currency is Colombian peso, which is different than Mexican peso, which most of us are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, you they, some of the vendors will take U.S. dollars, but you'll get a lower exchange rate most of the time. They might not accept larger bills, or you'll get change in Colombian pesos anyway at the lower rates. So um, it is good just to have um, exchange on hand. You can do it at the bank there, at your hotel. Um, you know, airports are always terrible at that, so with the rates, but you can do it there too. Um, and you could, you could take Uber, so you don't really need a ton of cash um, mm-hmm. unless you're going to buy some cool things. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, we are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good information. So um, did you have safety concerns when you went? Okay, so that's probably like the number one thing that people ask when it's talking about, when we talk about Columbia, um, I think with all the drug cartel stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, like I felt super, super safe there. Um, they've cleaned it up so much. It's not even an issue in any of the tourist destinations. Um, they're really not messing with, you know, tourists anyway, but it's it's kind of crazy how... I was, you know, when I spoke with like a lot of the locals and stuff, like they really hate that whole like, oh, you know, cocaine and drugs and being, because that's not what their country is at all. And it's something that, you know, they really suffered for for so many years and still have to, you know, answer to. Um, but it is super cleaned up and there are regions where it is still a prevalent, but it is very remote. Um, and it's not anywhere that like any tourists would ever wander into. Um, and all of the tour operators and stuff that we would use, like they know to avoid those areas. Um, so in that safety, not an issue. Okay, um, great. Of course, of course, there's the, the standard safety things that with any travel, if you're in a big city, there's crime, you know, there's pickpockets and things like that. So just being aware of surroundings and stuff, that's just kind of like the general crime, I don't know, safety issues, but not with, you know, the the misconception of it being like a drug place, you know, yeah. at all. No good. I'm glad that we, you know, glad we cleared that up because I think that is probably a barrier to entry for a lot of people. But I mean, we should depict this as the beautiful country that it is. So, all right, let's keep going on that. Um, now, you specialize in luxury travel. Um did you find that there were a lot of upscale high-end properties? Like, how did this go for you? Because it wouldn't be my first thought for you for booking something. It, it, I mean, yeah, I totally, you know, get that. Um, yes, there were, first of all, there's so many luxury offerings. I didn't really know that either going in. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kind of thought of it as a budget backpacker's destination as well. Um, but of course, you know, in any place there's wealthy people and there's travelers that want to go there. Um, and having, you know, seen everything, I mean, we stayed at the Four Seasons in Bogota. I saw so many different, uh, luxury properties all over. Um, there's like, uh, leading hotels of the world out there, you know, okay. all these like brands that people will know the Sofa Hotel in Bogota next door to the Four Seasons is also just gorgeous. Um, so there's, yeah, so many places that people can stay. There's luxury DMCs, you know, destination management companies and tour operators, um, with great vehicles, private guides, drivers, like really amazing naturalists, um, that can talk about the landscapes and, and, you know, show you different things and, and just tell these like awesome stories that you're learning. 
Um, so yeah, it's definitely a place that luxury travelers should go. Now let's talk about getting back to currency and luxury. Is this a destination where someone that may not normally be able to, you know, stay at a Four Seasons might be able to stay at a Four Seasons in this country? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's kind of like the, one of the greatest things about Columbia right now is um, the value that you can get from it. Um, you know, like, for example, a Four Seasons is like $300 a night, mm-hmm. whereas like something similar to that would be at least double in another city, even like Mexico City, like Mexico City, easily six to $900 a night for, you know, wow. entry level yeah. a room. Um, so you're doing it here for three to 400, um, you know, so it's just the value is, is so there. Um, you could do, get like a Michelin quality dining experience with wine for under $30 a person. Awesome. Um, so you can still, you know, get what you're used to if you're a luxury traveler, but for so much less, or if you are maybe on that cusp, getting to experience those, you know, at a much lower rate than, you know, many other places in the world. Awesome. And just, this isn't our show notes, but just because I like to paint the mental picture, is this, are these buildings like new construction or are they just like fantastic old Spanish style stone, amazing buildings? What is, what does that look like? Um, It just depends. Um, You know, like the W is a new building and it's very modern and it's gorgeous and, you know, it's very Mm -hmm. W-esque. some of the, like the four seasons, they're building a new one in Cartagena and that's in one of the old uh, colonial style buildings that they've, they're basically gutting and building new. Um, but it looks, you know, very Spanish colonial. So cool. it kind of depends on where you are and um, what the feel of the landscape is there. Um, but I mean, they obviously make it look like what it's supposed to in where it is. <laughs> sure. Okay, cool. All right. So then, because, you know, I just, I'd like to know about the culture. Okay. So let's talk about, um, let's, I guess let's just get started on like cities. So let's go to Bogota. All right. Um, Bogota is where I started my journey. Um, and it's very typical, you know, with the big square, with the old building, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the downtown, Great mm-hmm. dining, nightlife, museums, shopping, all the things that you would expect out of a capital city. Um, the Gold Museum is a big attraction. It, there's a lot of, like, gold artifacts. You know, gold is very um, important in Colombian history. But I'm not a museum person, <laughs> so I was kind of bored after a while. But it's pretty. Okay, cool. Oh, and national museums are free in Colombia, which is super cool. Um, so that's one of them. There's a big public market, which is something I love to do when I travel, um, and that's an amazing experience. So these are all kind of like normal things um, that you can expect, but for like things that I really didn't expect, um, it's known for graffiti street art. And, okay, cool. Um, you, there's like murals all over the city. Yeah, you could do like a self-led walking tour. They have guided ones. Um, and we had the opportunity to learn how to graffiti art with a local artist. That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, they taught us like how to use the spray paint cans. And, um, you know, we had our own little piece of the wall, which is a paper. But <laughs> we yes. got to like spray on and it was awesome. Some of us did better than others. Mine I was, was going to say, how'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, hideous. 
but <laughs> it was a really cool experience. I'm not like artsy, you know, <laughs> Yeah. but I didn't like, it was really fun. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. And go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was going to say one of the coolest experiences we had actually was uh, learning how to play this game called Tejo. And they joke that it's their national sport since they don't have one. Um, but it's basically like this game where you throw these metal puck-like things at this mud clay board and like try to get it stuck in, in the position. You know, it's like you get points for where it hits and stuff. Mm. And if you hit one of these explosive triangles, what? it makes a super, <laughs> I know, it, it explodes. It makes like a super loud noise. Everyone screams and like loses their mind. Oh, we did because nobody so hit it, funny. but our four seasons will tell you he did. And as we were, cause we've been trying like for an hour and finally hit one and we were like screaming. The other locals, they had hit it more often because I think they play a lot more. <laughs> they did really well. Yeah. And, but it was so much fun. It's kind of like, like a, I can't explain it. I know it doesn't sound right. I have pictures up on my Instagram and, and video, but it's kind of like horseshoes or cornhole. Um, but it's a lot more fun. Everyone drinks, you know, and it's like an interactive. And things thing blow up. So that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So then I think that I saw you maybe dancing on Instagram. Did you go out at night? What was that like? <laughs> yes, we did, of course. I mean, it is a city and we were, you know, have wonderful hotel hosts and, and other travel advisors and they're on a fam. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, we took advantage of, of being out and <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. It was great music, a lot of like local Caribbean music, uh, reggaeton, like Latin music and, and English, like, you know, some English songs too. And it was just a lot of fun dancing. Everyone's like so chill and uh, a lot of expats that are living there from all over the world too. So um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of things to do. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm a mom, and so I'm not going to be going out at night because I'm going to watch my kids, you know, that whole thing. But there are a lot of millennial people that listen and people that, you know, do not have kids but would love nightlife. I would love to explore nightlife. But, um, yeah, it's good to get some insight on that once in a while. Glad glad you got to do that. Yeah, and it's super safe, too. Like, from where we were, we could walk to all these places, and, um, you know, we would be by ourselves and stuff, and it would you know, with girls, a couple of girls and, and felt completely safe. There was people all over. It's like a really bustling area, um, you know, where all the like fun clubs are and stuff too. So yeah, super safe to do. And I just want to throw in real quick because I didn't expect this at all. Okay. But um, it was really cold. <laughs> oh. Like for, for me, you know, I'm in Southern California and it's like sunny and warm most of the time. And I had just assumed because I didn't know much about Columbia before I went. Um, that, you know, that it's like tropical and warm. Yes. But, but right. Wouldn't you, didn't you think that too? Well, from your pictures in my mind, I, I placed you in a warm place. So. Well, I'm actually like in a scarf and like boots and stuff in Bogota. Only when I went on to the Caribbean coast did I like, you know, what is like super warm there. But, um, Bogota is actually a plateau in the Andes at like 8,600 feet elevation. So what about if we move on to Cartagena? How do you say it? Yeah. So I always thought it was Cartagena. Yeah. And everyone calls that in a Y that like, there's no like 
squiggly thing over the head. I forgot what that's Oh, yes. Yep. You know, and, and, but I don't know why. Like, I, I've always thought it was Cartagena. Um, but when I got there, you know, I learned it's Cartagena. Cartagena. Um, great. Okay. So uh-huh. this is a coastal city. Yeah. Is this like your yep. resort coastal city? Like we're sunbathing or is it, there's a port town. What's that like? I automatically always assumed just because I had, I don't know why, but I, I just assumed that Cartagena was, uh, like a resort town. Like it had beaches and yes, it had like the colonial buildings or whatever that it's known for, but that you go there for beach because it's, on the Caribbean coast. And I don't know why I just assumed, um, yeah, but I would too. it's actually, yeah, totally a colonial port town. That's exactly what it is. The old town is walled in. Um, and it's that, that's the place you want to stay is within the old town walls. Um, everything is walkable and it, you only need to stay like a couple of days because there's really not much else within the city itself. I could stay there for weeks just like hanging out. There's, mm-hmm. there's like, you know, same thing as in Bogota, there's nightlife, dining. But what I think that really makes it special is that there's this like kind of like traveler's vibe, you know? So it's oh, like, okay. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> kind of reminds me of like Bali before it became mainstream or like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like some of the Thai islands um, that aren't as like crazy where it just, I think it seems maybe a lot of digital nomads live there. Um, so it's like that community of travelers. And it, it just, like, feels very, like, um, international. You know, when you're out having dinner or going out, um, you know, besides, yes, the historical colonial stuff, but that kind of vibe of the city, it's just, I loved it. I, I had such an amazing time there. Um, we did, like, this rum tasting, and the guy's dad, the guy who owns it, his dad is, like, the mayor of Canada, <laughs> like, and it, but he's, like, his English was perfect. He lived in the U.S., like, you know, so it's, like, I just love that it's it's very, you know, multicultural and diverse, even in that city with, with all the travelers. And in Bogota, too. I mean, it's just because it's like a melting pot. And there's, like I said, with all the, you know, geography diversity, it comes, you know, the, you have to have the mountain, you know, mountain people, Caribbean, you know, culture and the coastal sides and stuff. So, and all of that comes together in Bogota and then in Cartagena, it's like the world and that, you know. So, it's, I don't know. I love that. I think part of traveling is, is meeting people and talking to people and, um and having that feeling and experience, you know, besides just seeing and eating, <laughs> which are great too. Oh yeah. I mean, got to do it. So, I mean, honestly, I feel like you experience the culture through eating, but we can get into that a little bit later. <laughs> but is there like, um, I know we have like the old town squares and the walled cities, which I just love. Is it cobblestone streets or have they been paved? What's that like? Yeah, it is cobblestones. Um, there are paved. I mean, it just kind of depends on where you're venturing, but it, it's quaint. It's super cute. Lots of little shops. Um, also, as in Bogota, there's are you know a lot of murals up. So there's the graffiti art. There's uh, a gentrified neighborhood called Getsemane, and it's so cute. It's like where. A lot of the Caribbean, um, you know, people had immigrated and lived. And back then it was more of like a barrio, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just been super gentrified where there's like clubs and restaurants. and But it still has that charm to it, you know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that that little area was super cute. Like we did a, a cooking class and got to oh. learn like Caribbean local recipes and stuff. You know, if you can imagine, it's very like coconut curry-ish and um, a lot of fruits. Um, gosh, like, yeah, amazing. Awesome. So then, um, you know, when I think of, when in my mind, I 
I know the stereotypes that I have for Columbia. Like, is there a lot of outdoor seating, a lot of outdoor dining? Like, is it a cafe culture in that regards? Um, yeah, I mean, in Cartagena, yeah. Um, well, no, there's a squares where there are, I guess. I'm trying to kind of remember. Um, but because it's really warm, like it's hot and humid, not, I shouldn't say warm, it's hot and humid. You yes, know? yep. Um, I think most people are are sitting inside because there's air conditioning. <laughs> but, okay, yep. Um, and then there's, I, I know we had this great lunch too at a, this one restaurant and it had like a courtyard where people were sitting outside, but it is really hot. So, um, I think more so in the evenings, people are outdoors, but yeah, not so much. And then what's, okay, we'll get into this. Okay, no, I'm just going to ask you now. Is it, like, what's their dining schedule like? Because here in in Europe, they they eat their meals later. And so people are up a lot later. They eat lunch at about 2 o'clock, you know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Noon, I love to go to restaurants because that's my schedule. And I have a place all to myself. So... I mean, what's their, and then like, do they siesta in the afternoon? How does that go there? That's a great question because it was actually something that we experienced that I was like, wait, what? So lunch (laughs) is their like most important meal of the day. They like, usually we'll do like breakfast on the go real quick, like grab something or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so that it's not like a sit down breakfast type thing, but they will eat lunch for like, three hours and it's totally <laughs> normal oh wow <laughs> yeah it's like and people eat do eat late so um you maybe go to lunch at like one or two like you said and then they'll sit there till like three or four. Oh my gosh <laughs> well you gotta digest I guess lunch. yeah yeah so um and it's like it's, it's very casual no one's like in a rush you know and we're all kind of like, oh man, like this is really late. <laughs> We've been here a long time just yeah. sitting around chatting, you know? Don't we have things to do? But, right, right. I mean, that's kind of the culture. So, um, yeah, we were surprised to find that. And then um, I, I don't think dinner is, is as big for them as it is for us in the U.S., but um, because we're there from the U.S., we did get entertained a lot. So, we did have um, some long, big dinners as well. Um, but it didn't seem to be as big but lunch definitely okay great good to know okay so um is that is that where we want to leave Cartagena? oh my gosh Cartagena. yes i know it's so hard i had to like switch it in my mind too took me like a couple of days um Cartagena, yes uh well i want to say actually from Cartagena, there's some great day trips for the beach lovers and they can go out to baru which is a peninsula about an hour and a half a car ride or you could take a boat. Ooh, a boat. Um, yeah, there, let's do that. Yeah, there's like sea boats, there's like the public boats. Um we got spoiled and got to take like this like sailboat, which is so nice. Was it um, owned by the mayor? <laughs> by the who? By the mayor, because you took a cooking class with his son. Oh, I'm just no. joking. <laughs> no. It was a, a company, I can't remember the name, I'll have to send it, but it was awesome. It's also on my Instagram. They, the staff is, like, so amazing. Um, and they, like, let us, like, learn how to sail and stuff. And oh, so cool. we took it, we took the boat there, and then we took um, a car back because it is a peninsula, so you can access it by road. Um, but there are these islands just off of Baru, and they're called the Rosario Islands, and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there are boats that go from 
Cartagena, or you can, you know, make your way by land to Baru and then just take a quick boat ride out to the island. And there's different ways of doing the islands. You can just go and visit them and do like a little island hopping, or there's like this one island that's like super party. It's like the party island. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you like all the boats are out there. There's music bumping. There's like a beach bar and oh, club cool. and everything. So, yeah, so if you want that kind of like young, fun, you know, everyone's like, you know, drinking and having a good time. There's that. Cool. If you want quiet relaxation, there's that too. Um, for those with a budget, I would highly, highly recommend this resort called, it's not, it's, I don't even want to call it a resort. It's like a huge property and um, it's incredible. It's called Las Islas. Okay. And um, it is part of the leading hotels of the world collection. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, oh gosh, it's just like, all the rooms are individual bungalows. Cool. And you can either choose treetop, so you're like up in the trees, like super high. Like you take these stairs. We, I mean, we were like exhausted climbing. So I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> we were joking about like, what if you like left your luggage or you lost the thing and you're like, oh, can you go get that for me, please, honey? Like, you like climb all these stairs to go down. Um, because it's like in the top, you just got to sleep. And it, 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 I can't, I, I really, I can't say everything about it, but. Sounds you amazing. really need to see the pictures. Like, it is so beautiful. Like, these bungalows, there's treetop bungalows, there's seafront bungalows. You can, like, swim to breakfast, which is included in the race. Like, cool. There's, like, a little place where you can come up from the water and just eat breakfast. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a gorgeous place. They have a, a private island um, in the Rosario Island. It's, like, a five-minute boat ride. You can just take it over. You can spend the day there. Like, I just... I really cannot do it justice by explaining it. So um, I'm going to make an Instagram post because I've been meaning to do it anyway. Yes, um, tag like me. Photos and yeah, definitely. I will I will do that. You have to go check it out or, or Google it, Las Islas um, in Baru, B-A-R-U. And it is just stunning. Like none of us wanted to leave. We just wanted to stay there for days. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that sounds like a place that I want to go to. It, but this is not yeah. kid-friendly, this place, correct? Um, it, they do have one bungalow, I think one, um, that does allow for kids. And I heard they did tell us that they're building a couple more since it's so popular. Okay, cool. Um, I wouldn't say that it could, you know, it, it's kid friendly, but I wouldn't say it's like a kid place. Just, you know, there's no like kids club or activities. So maybe okay. for older kids that can entertain themselves. Um, you know, activity wise and stuff. And like, yes. you get around like, because it's such a big property, you get around riding bikes and, or the golf cart. Um, so it, it's, I don't, I think maybe for little kids, it might be a little, a little tough. Okay. Um, okay, but yeah, they know. do allow kids. And I can't remember movies 12 or I, I do think that they might have a age thing. So I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay. No, that's great. It's good to know though. Okay. So then, um, all right. So that, so are we wrapping up that area? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, I, I will talk more about, like, other Caribbean areas, but I think for Cartagena, um, those are, I mean, there's a lot more, you know, around the area that you could do. I think we just covered a couple of places, but, um, yeah, we can move on. Okay, great. So now let's talk about the, uh, what? When you sent this to me, I was like, what does that mean? But I know what it means. <laughs> Tell me about the Gringo Trail. Yeah, I, I heard about it, and I was like, "Wait, what do you call it?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, okay, that totally makes sense. <laughs> um, but it's basically like the popular path that Westerners 
kind of stay within yep. <laughs> when they go to Colombia. And it's it's places because they had heard of it, I guess, or know it. So like Bogota, Cartagena definitely belong in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Medellin is another one that is in there. It's like um, probably been popular from like, I don't know, was that show with the those guys? <laughs> gosh, maybe the movie. Oh my gosh, on HBO. Oh, I don't know. About Ari Gold. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to get this. Been Listen, I anyway, watched Dino I, Dana and like Rescue Bots. Like, you know. <laughs> it's like an entourage. Ah, uh, yep. They got really old, you know, but like he was wanted to make this movie in Medellin about the Colombian drug lord and stuff. So, yes, at, at one point it was like a, like a drug hub. Um, but now it's like this super contemporary, like, place that a lot, actually a lot of digital nomads also go there. Okay. Um, and it's a great place to, to be. I didn't get to go, but um, unfortunately, but I definitely want to hit that up. Um, and then the coffee region, which is, um, I guess Salento is the, one of the big cities that you start in. And then you go and do like this coffee tour, um, Colombian coffee, as you know, you know, everyone knows or like maybe has heard um is one of the most prized in the world and they've done such a good job promoting tourism to visit like coffee farms do tastings see the small like towns and villages around you know centered around coffee and um you know coffee takes like a specific climate to grow which is very like lush and green and Mm -hmm. there's like tons of nature out there um to explore so that region has really um you know been super popular on the Gringo Trail. <laughs> and I mean, on the I want side. to go there. Oh, so, I mean, I want to go there and I think I fit the description pretty well. So <laughs> they've got Are me, they've got me pegged. Too? Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually specifically, I really do. When my husband goes out, I tell him to buy Colombian coffee. I just, I don't know. That's my flavor profile, if you will. So, ta-da. So good, like oh my gosh! I it's so hard to like come back and drink. Like I mean, I drink Lavazza at home, but um, like oh man, I I really <laughs> miss that club. It's so good and fresh. <laughs> when you could have it fresh, that just sounds amazing. Oh, totally, I miss it. And they do it. You know, they don't drink like us. Like we'll drink like a huge cup of like you know coffee, and I drink mine black. But they they're not as bad as the Europeans, where you only get like a sip. You know, of right. espresso, and they have, you know, they actually give you a decent amount of coffee. Um, but yes, it is much stronger <laughs> and darker, and it's just delicious. Um, I would say it's like somewhat in between, like the European size and American size. That's, so that's okay. That's that's my that's my size too. I mean, you're selling me on Colombia. This is good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where do we go next on the Gringo Trail? Uh, well, on the Caribbean side, um, I just in addition to Cartagena, if you keep kind of going along the coast, there's um, some towns that I, I don't think a lot of Americans have heard of. Like I certainly hadn't before I went there, mm-hmm. um, but they are. It is popular with Western travelers. So like Santa Marta, um, the islands of San Andres, like it's great for like diving and it's beautiful. It's in the Caribbean. Um, Barranquilla, which is famous for their carnival celebration, like oh, very yes. similar to the Brazilian carnival. Um, they do that for like a week and it happened the week before I was there. So it's, I think it's like end of February. Um, 
is when it runs and it's like dancing and, you know, so much like that mm-hmm, culture is mm-hmm. awesome. There's costumes and stuff. And then um, along there too is Tyrona National Park. Yes. Um, which I'm dying to go to. Well, that's our next topic if you want to get into it. Yeah. So um, I don't know, like, I think it was because I saw these images. So if you don't know it, you should Google it because I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is like paradise. It has Caribbean water on one side and then tropical mountains on the other. Mm-hmm. So it's that like, you know, contrast of, of the, you know, beautiful water and then like greenery. And it's just kind of what I feel like what we are searching for when we're traveling for like this serene and, you know, picturesque place. Like this is it, you know, yeah. it's like a dream. Um, so I, I want to go there for that. And, and everyone who goes there says it's just incredibly beautiful um so yeah that place and then definitely there's um this thing that I for the adventurous definitely not for the fan of heart but <laughs> it is um out of Santa Marta also on the Korean side um it's normally like a beach town so if you are you know doing the luxury thing or even if not like there are beautiful resorts and even like like very inexpensive affordable like beach hotels in this town um, and then do this crazy hike. So I shouldn't call it a hike, it's a trek. Oh. And you go to this place, it's called the Lost City. Wow. And the ruins are older than Machu Picchu. It's, like, crazy uh. looking. Um, it's not as big, so it doesn't have that, like, when you're up there, it's not really about, like, where you're going. It's, like, the journey and, like, ugh, like, it just is, from what people say, it's one of, like, the top, hikes in the world or whatever you know like it is takes days it's 30 about 30 miles round trip yeah is it round trip or the one way I'm not sure but it is a long hike yeah it takes something like four days if you're doing it really quick I think most of them are like five or six days you have to go with a licensed guide G Adventures offers it along with some local uh, companies um but yeah I mean you're just basically walking through the jungle you're camping or like bunk lodging along the route so it is not luxury um but if you're adventurous and you love that kind of thing definitely put that on your list yeah I have done that in well a lot of countries actually in a lot of parts of the states that that's sort of like hut to hut type um camping or hiking and um Mm -hmm. I don't know if my knees could do it now I mean what I would say is because I hiked up Snowdonia in Wales this last spring, and then I you know mm. proceeded to fall down it and had to like <gasps> hitch a ride on the <laughs> on the train. Um, this sounds to me like you know bring your poles because you're going to need them. Um, yeah, so that's that's interesting. So then, would people be carrying their own packs, or are you hiring porters for that? Yeah, so um, I'm, I don't know exactly. I think you have quarters. I'm, I would hopefully assume that there I would, would be. Um, this is a, you know, the multi-day thing and yeah. you are having to camp, so I would hope. But um, yes, yeah, I would say, I would assume yes. Okay. There are quarters. Um, yeah, and it, it's, it's very similar to like the Inca Trail, you know, you okay. have the guys and stuff. So yeah, I think that's what it would be like. Um but, I mean, there's bugs, you're in the, the jungle, it's, you know, you're, there's mosquitoes and stuff. So I would, is it is rough, but I heard it's just incredible. And I really want to do it. And I'm not a roughing it kind of person, <laughs> I would do this one. <laughs> okay, so now that you've mentioned it, we should talk about the mosquitoes and the bugs. 
Yeah. They're well, there. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are there and mosquitoes love me. I'm like, I will go someplace and no one else will get eaten and I will. So that is my husband. I'm like very ultra sensitive to it. Yes. And surprisingly, I did not get bit in Cartagena. So I don't know. I mean, I was constant. Wait, did I? No, I forgot. It's only been like a couple months out and I forget. I was very diligent about putting on um, like bug spray though. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I heard that like some of the mosquitoes are like really crazy in some of the like remote areas um, and they will bite through. So that's something you definitely want to be concerned about. But there are um, like local natural, um, what do you call those? Deterrents? Or yep. Yep. Yeah. Like a topical. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. That you can get that, uh, that are effective. So um I would, I would be looking into that if I did anything. Yeah, 100% DEET. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, DEET doesn't work. That's what they were saying. You have to get oh, these really? like, other things. They, they were telling me, like, there's a specific one that you get. I, I don't know. It's like, because I was really worried about it. <laughs> That's interesting. Man, okay. Because, anyway, yes, I've been bit by some world spiders. And some of them are, like, armored. Like, they land on you and you smack them and they just don't care. Oh. You got There's, like, a three-whack mosquito. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, what about, so we're already, oh, sorry. Is that the end of the Gringo Trail? Yeah. Okay, cool. So then what about, are there other less traveled places in Colombia you want to talk about or have we, have we accomplished that? Yeah. I mean, there are, and there's, there are so many like remote places that, you know, offer tourism, um, it's really knowing about where to go. Um, of course, there's resources online to, to look for those. Like, there's these, you know, great little villages um, that people who have visited have said they were just really, like, awesome experiences. Um, but you really need to know where to go. Um, a lot of the DMCs that I work with and, and talk to, they go out and they experience it first um, to know that it is, you know, a good place to visit. And you get to visit, like, you know, see so much nature, so many things that, like, are completely off the beaten path. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm not versed in it, um, but from what I saw, what I learned, there are places all around the country. There's, like, this one place, I can't remember the name, but it's, like, Canyo something. um, And it just looks incredible. It's, like, these like algae that's in the water and it changes colors within the season. Oh, wow. Um, and oh gosh, it's just like, it looks amazing. Like it's depending on the season, it's like reds and greens and there's like these crazy rocks all around it. And it's, okay. water, and it's gorgeous. So there's, like, I mean, it is like one of the most that, you know, I said biodiverse places. So um, it, I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to answer that really. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, I think you make a good point for, you know, the internet is a great resource, but again, just in hearing you talk, there are some safety concerns and also there's there's not infrastructure everywhere, right? Like hiring a guide or going with a reliable tour operator is really critical maybe in this country and that that would be a really good reason to contact a travel professional that knows about this area because they've already done the research. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, gosh, like they're, and, and they're not all created equal, like tour operators. So, you know, having a, a good one is really important. And, and that's kind of what I do. My job is to know which ones to use. Like, 
um, for my really high-end clients, I would use like a signature virtual so preferred or, um, you know, one of the, the luxury DMCs that um, I met while I was in Columbia that just do an amazing job. They know the, um, you know, U.S. clients, what the demands are, you know, and, and what kind of experiences to provide for them. I mean, there's, they can do anything, you know, they can curate any experience. Like if you look at, you know, um, bird watching is like, like really big in Columbia. Like if you're an avid bird watcher, they can curate that experience for you with um, a, a guide that can, and a naturalist that can, you know, show you where they are and talk about the, you know, so it's like, yeah, there's so many of those things that we can do as advisors and these tour operators that we use um, can put together for these clients. And, um, you know, like a lot of people don't realize like the Amazon is um, accessible in Colombia, like a part of the Amazon is Colombian territory and you can visit the Amazon and, and see really cool. all the like wildlife and stuff there. So, um, you know, but like, for, for example, like the Amazon in Columbia, is, I wouldn't go myself and I wouldn't <laughs> send a luxury client because of the bugs and the mosquitoes, and, you know, and, and really it's not just that, but the infrastructure, I don't think is ready for that yet. There are not luxury lodges. Um, getting out there is a lot more of a track, you know, whereas you could do it like in Brazil and, and do it much um, on a higher luxury level um but for you know those who are are budget or are okay with that then yeah you can access the amazon you know and, and use a good tour operator but um, maybe not on a luxury level that can get you out there and give you that experience um yeah so, awesome so definitely and then for for like for the luxury clients like you know let's say you use one of the the higher end cmc's they can go out and do like you know, stay at a private villa. Um, there's like safari experiences, you know, mm-hmm, um, that, awesome. you know, can give them luxury and, and glamping and, you know, yeah, let's go glamping. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like, and so I've actually never done like a real glamping. I don't think <laughs> I am so like thrilled with the idea of it. <laughs> and I send my clients and they all come back saying like, that's like such a highlight because, you know, we've all stayed at like luxury properties. We've maybe stayed at ones that aren't so hot, but, um, you know, with glamping, you're, you feel like you're within nature, but you still have those like creature comforts of home, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so it's like, when I saw some of these lodges, I was like, wow, like that is amazing because I'm one of those people like, okay, I love nature. I love being outdoors and stuff, but I also like to be comfortable <laughs> like, yeah. in, in a luxury way. So, um, <laughs> one of the ones that like really stood out to me was this um, lodge called El Nido, El, El Nido Condor Eco Lodge. And it's in the Andes. It looks so incredible. It's like these huts that are perched on this cliff mm. and the condor nests are like underneath you on oh, the wow. side of the cliff if you're on the top of the cliff and Holy so cow. you see them like flying out under from your room wow like, yeah and it's like so like designed so beautifully and you're just in the middle of like nowhere um it's amazing and I'm not like a bird watcher or anything you know but like it's a bird watcher's paradise yeah it's so lush and green there's like a river that runs like through this 
campground or not whatever this like lodge um they all your meals are included and everything and it just looks amazing they do hiking tours biking tours stargazing and, and night treks and stuff so you're not just like sitting around like looking at birds all day if that's not your thing but it looks gorgeous yeah that sounds like it's up my alley but i it's also one of these things that i anyway i just we've been experiencing a lot of things here in the uk or actually again well which ireland was this this was in the republic of ireland um but anyway you go to these ancient sites that you can't believe you're allowed to be in that you can't believe you're allowed to take a guided tour through or stand on that surface this sounds like that with just being able to look down at you know this very unique and special bird are they endangered i think that they are think so yeah i mean i just can't believe that you're allowed to do that and this is kind of an argument for going now or going not now but going while you can because even like when i took my study abroad in college i went to kenya and people said why and i said because the world is changing i don't know if kenya will be like this when i'm you know later in life so i feel like this Mm -hmm. is an argument to get there go there do this now or when you can yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they are really like making such strides, you know, to making it more accessible, um, more luxury focused and, and, and higher end option, you know, you know, options for clients. So it, it's great. It's like a great time to go because it's there. It's mm-hmm. going to get better with the infrastructure, but right now it's still like raw and real. Um, but you know, it's in development and it's, it's a place that people are, are really curious and interested about right now. So mm-hmm. it's going to get, better, you know, more busier and more touristy. And we all kind of want to keep it as, as real as possible. So yeah, it's a great time to go. And, um, but you know, some of the developments are, are great. Like, um, there's another place too that I just want to mention. Yeah, sure. Um, also glamping. It's called, uh, Cora Cora. And, um, it's part of a, a DMC group. It's that's virtual. So when they own it and, um, it's, like a safari that you can have, like speaking of Kenya. Um, yep. and it's out, I think in like the flatlands, um, in a totally different part of the country than like this condor lodge. And you can do like wildlife drives. You could see like, you know, the capricabra. Is it the, the, the chupacabra? No, I, that's what I said. And they all laughed at me. No, it's called capybara. Oh, the capybara. <laughs> Yeah, the chupacabra yes, is like I'm when you glue <laughs> antlers onto a bunny. That's the chupacabra. But when you, but the capybara, it's like a big rodent, right? Yes. I don't think they have antlers, though, do they? No. Like a, it looks like a big guinea pig. No, I know. But the chupacabra is like, it's a it's a joke. Like in the, like in New Mexico area, where I used to go oh, yeah. backpacking, they're like, you know, I've seen the chupacabra. And it's a bunny rabbit with antlers that they've like photoshopped on or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's a mythical oh, creature, yes. but yeah, the the capybara are kept large rodents. So funny. So, yeah, you get to like see the capybara, they're so cute, they're like little, like gentle giants, you know. Um, you look into like do like the Colombian cowboy experience. Kind of like the Argentinian one, you know, mm. where you can like 
learn how, you know, whatever they, their lifestyle was in, in the plains of Colombia and go canoeing and just do like a cool like safari and it's luxury, like mm. great food. And, um, you know, if it's virtual, so you know that it's going to be good. I'm signature, so I'm not yeah. saying like that, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, we all, of course, respect each other. So yeah, it's been vetted out and it, it looks, that place looks amazing too. And all these places are so sustainable. They're like, you know, all about like, you know, being like eco-friendly and, um, you know, Mm-hmm. really important right now. Very important. I mean, yes, I I kind of cringe to think about what our movements are going to do to the environment again. So it's good to hear that these guys are already on that path. Um, yes, but um, okay. Well, then let, let me change topics then because you've mentioned food again. And if you haven't mm-hmm. heard Joni's past episode, Joni is a pretty adventurous eater um, did you eat anything weird, unusual, or noteworthy, new to you, on this trip? Hmm. I couldn't think of something that, like, I thought was so wild. Um, there wasn't. Maybe we can it was just, just talk delicious. Have, yeah, so, I mean, we had so much great food. Like, gosh, it was like amazing. Like, I didn't know what Colombian food was. I just kind of assumed it was like very Latin, whatever. But I had no idea that it was so like so much of it is Caribbean inspired, you know? So mm-hmm. we had some like just really great of those like you kinda of like that the I mean people I have to kinda of go with what people know. So it's kinda of like that Jamaican jerk, you know, type yes. flavors yep. and um and then like the, the the coconut sauces, very like cream yes. heavy but like coconut cream wise and it's it's so good. Like, I love that. Um, I guess one of the staples that people might have heard of, like, is the arepas. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's big. And they have different ones, like, depending on where you are. Like, either they're plain. It's like the corn, you know, like a deep fried corn pocket. Yeah, that's what it is. And it's amazing. <laughs> and um, But, like, in, in Cartagena, they're known for, like, their egg arepas. So there's, there's like an oh. egg inside and then in um you know other parts there might be like me or just might be no filling and um and for people who don't know what a rep is kind of like a pupusa or you know like a salvadorian pupusa um it's like anyway, a so, yeah, corn so, cornbread pancake and then they slice it open and stuff it with amazing ingredients th- this one is not in Colombia. they keep it round and they either stuff it before or it's plane. Um, the one that is stopped, I think is Venezuelan. Oh yeah. You know what? You're right. Because yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's a food truck here that I go to all the time, which not right now, which is sad, but he actually, he is Venezuelan. It just says Arepas on the side. You know, this is where I'm getting my information, a food truck, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yes, he is, he and his wife are actually Venezuelan. So that makes sense. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Tell me, take us down the food path. I got to eat all these really cool, like, you know, new things, I guess, for, new to me, um, repas I had before, but it was obviously way better here. Um, but we did do this exotic fruit tasting, okay. and I thought that was so cool because there aren't, like, yes, maybe there were some things that might have been different for other people or new to other people. I, I 
literally eaten so many things that it's really hard for me to find something <laughs> I haven't tried before. <laughs> On the and list, everyone, <laughs> mind you, is fried chicken buttholes. Yeah. I said it again for the second time on the podcast, fried chicken buttholes. And they're crispy and delicious <laughs> yeah. when dipped in sauce. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't have any buttholes. <laughs> um, I did have these exotic fruits. And I, I feel like, okay, I've like, you know, had all these exotic fruits. I've been to a lot of places. But I sat down at this exotic fruit with me and I had almost none of them before. Like maybe two of them I had before. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it was, I had, like, so many new things, and I was like, wait, what's that called? Wait, what is this? You know, so, um, I mean, there's, first of all, like, so many different passion fruits, like, different varieties of passion fruits. They all taste different. Some are sweet, some are, you know, sour, and I was like, mm. what? I didn't know there were so many varieties of passion fruits, but, like, all these, like, Amazon fruits that were, like, in these huge, like, weird pods and things, like, <laughs> cool. getting to see them, you know, whole, and then we did, like, this blindfold tasting, Um, Yeah, it was awesome because we're like, okay, well, what are we eating? And we don't get to see it beforehand. You just have to kind of like taste (laughs) it. It was super cool. Super cool cool. to experience that and learn. And then, you know, and I don't know, just a lot of travel is is getting to learn and expand your mind and, you know, try new things. And so that was was really awesome. And then probably one of our favorite parts, too, like I think was it, yeah, it was mostly girls on this. There were a few guys that... The um they had this like I don't know what it's made out of. It was like coconut oil and I don't know, some other things. Um and it was a lotion mm-hmm. and it's in the form of like wax. So you yes. light it to heat it up. Yep. And then um it's all natural, all fruit based, and you pour it on. Oh my gosh, it was like the most soothing oil I had ever used. I mean, we all of us were like what is this? <laughs> you know, so I know that was awesome. We all wanted to buy it, but she didn't have any with her. We did this tasting at this like beautiful like hummingbird park or whatever, but outside wow. of Bogota. But her, she has a shop in town where you can buy it, and we just unfortunately didn't have time to make it out there. All of us wanted to get that lotion. Oh, um, I'll send the link to the. In, she has like a beautiful page, and you can learn about the different foods and stuff too. If you don't yeah. get the chance I mean, to go, or if you're just super curious. Yeah, that's I'll we'll post it in the show notes, and if I can embed it in the in the show notes, like an image, I'll do that. Uh, yeah, well, let's help, let's send her some business. That's cool. Yeah. All right, nice. Well, I mean, that's the end of my formal questions for you. It's great information. I am excited about Colombia. I hope our listeners are excited about Colombia. Is there anything that I've missed that you want? Oh, I know exactly what we need to talk about. We need to talk about, um, you were actually in contact with the tour provider that you went with, and you were able to find out the name of some charities that are helping people uh, do, you know, recover or just even get food supplies during this time. Do we want to talk about mm-hmm. those at all? Um, yeah, I mean, if we want to include it as a show note kind of thing, I don't okay. really know them personally, so I just had gotten it from okay. her. And, um yeah, there's a great, I think the Tourism Cares one is really good. Yeah, um, and they're reputable. I, I love to support, yeah, I love to support Tourism Cares. Um, and then there was the other one, I, I remember there's another one that was really good too, she said. Oh, helping the, the local guide. Yes. Um, you know, because it's our industry, but I think probably doing the Tourism Cares is going to be the, the best way to go because people know it and probably great. feel more comfortable. 
Yeah, great. Is there anything else that you would like to add to the podcast before we close out? Um, I think maybe just to to talk about, um, you know, when people are feeling safe, like I think the country is doing a lot um, right now in in terms of like what they're how they're handling the whole coronavirus situation. Like they've been on formal lockdown. Um, which just got extended through May 25th, mm-hmm. and um, they're super, super strict. So for Latin America, their cases are very low, like compared to most of the countries out there, um, and they're still, you know, being this strict. And I think part of the reason why they've been low is because of it. Yes. Um, but like, you can only go um, grocery shopping one day a week. You're assigned oh, wow. a specific day. Okay. 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Like no one is out in the evening unless you're essential, you know, for certain things like, but they are on strict lockdown. Um, so I just want people to kind of feel like comfortable that this is not just some like, you know, developing third world country, you know, that doesn't take responsibility. Like they're very, very responsible. Um, in, in, you know, how, what their hand, how they're handling this situation and how they are preparing for tourism to return. Um, there's, a really amazing website that um, anybody can use, but, um, you know, it's Travel Advisors. It's a great resource. Travelers, it's an amazing resource. It's Columbia.travel. Okay. And um, backslash E-N for English, but okay. um, otherwise it's in Spanish. So Columbia.travel, and we'll include that too, but it is the official tourism website for Columbia. Um, there's tons of info there, but I actually did speak to someone. So it's run by um, Pro Columbia, which is the official tourism bureau. Okay. And I did speak to someone from the LA office today. They are really active in um, the advisors. Um, with the advisors, they, they um, are in virtuoso. They are in signature. Isn't you know? So they're they do so much to help us. There's a really great resource. If, if you guys ever need anything to reach out to them, um, go to the site and check out, there's like, you know, such great things that they're doing and yeah. their whole like campaign right now is, um, stay healthy, like stay home and stay healthy or something like let's take care now so we can meet again soon is their homepage. Yes. <laughs> yes. You. It's a good so website. It's beautiful. It. Yeah, and there's this just really great resources there. Um, so yeah, there they are working at you know right now. This is what we want for people to to be safe, and they're not trying to push anything. Um, when it becomes safe, you know, to travel, they're going to open more so domestically, of course, first, and put in all the you know safety protocols and procedures and and all that. So um, it will be a safe place for people to travel. Um, and nobody knows what that looks like right now, even, you know, for us here. So, um, yeah, I just want to kind of put that out there. And, and in the meantime, mm-hmm. they have some really cool offerings. Like they have, you have like museum tours on the website. There's like, you can go and do like virtual tours of, um, different cities. They have, um, a travel advisor, like, um, like where you can learn about the destination. Um, it's just specifically for advisors. Mm. So, um, you know, you can go and like, check out all these places and learn, you know, much more about it. And definitely more than I probably should have done that before I came on here. Um, but there's so much like a wealth of information on this awesome. site for, for everyone. Yeah. 
I'm going to spend some time on here myself and I might take some of those virtual tours and maybe I'll do a little blog post on how to virtually tour it and include some of these things. I'll pull, I'll pull some stuff out and put it on there. But yeah, this is, everything about this is beautiful. Um, I really want to thank yeah. you for taking time to share your experience and, you know, kind of, I don't know, just open our eyes a little bit to another destination that is not super, I don't think it's on the people's top list, but I think that it's, it should be. It's really... Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It should. And I cannot wait to go back. And I'm not a person to like go back to different, you know, places I've already been, but I will go back here. And of course, like maybe using Bogota as a, as a jumping off point, not spending too much time and then doing all those other things that just, I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I need to get back here and do all these things. So Yeah. And it sounds it like is, this is really not... Blew a, my mind. Excuse me. It sounds like this is not like a quick trip. Like you want to take a chunk of time. You want to take like two weeks to a month is what I think. Now, I know that people don't get to take that much time, but either that or plan to go back because it just seems like there's literally too much to do. Totally. And and the thing is, it's like really easily accessible. So yes, in the U.S., it's, it's tough for people to take long trips. Um, two weeks would be great. But if, you know, there's direct flights from like so many, I think eight something, you know, hubs, and mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. being in Orange County, like LAX flies directly into Bogota and then, you know, or going through Miami, they flies into Cartagena and Bogota. So it was like, okay. there's so many options for people to, to get here easily. So it's not, and, in, and for us, the flight is like seven and a half hours. So it's really not terrible if as a place to go back to later. Yeah. All right. Well, thank well, you so much for having me on the program today, Megan. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you, you know. Being willing to <laughs> live your vampire life on my schedule for a moment. And I joke because I know, Joni is it. a night owl. So she is <laughs> up late and I am up early. And that's how we made this work. But the information was fantastic and it was worth it. And I'm just, I'm thankful for you helping Travel Radio be successful, um, especially as it was uh, National Travel Advisor Appreciation Day yesterday. So thank you for, for keeping my content interesting. And uh, yeah, for just for participating in Travel Radio. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Okay, great. Let's do it again soon. Definitely. All right. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying good morning. Good morning.